Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. As we finish up this week's study in the Book of Mormon, I want to build a bit on our last episode. If you didn't listen to the last one already, go ahead and hit pause here and go back to that one first. Okay, so we're with King Limhi and his people who are sort of Nephites, descended from a group that left Zarahemla about 75 years earlier, but have been living under Lamanite rule for a long time. They've grown tired of the oppression of the Lamanites and want to be free. Limhi is a good man and believes that the Lord can save his people if they will hearken to the law of God. Quote, But if ye will turn to the Lord with full purpose of heart, and put your trust in him, and serve him with all diligence of mind, if ye do this, he will, according to his own will and pleasure, deliver you out of bondage. End quote. In the last episode, we discussed how Limhi had the wisdom to recognize that the way the Lord helps us is not always according to our desires, but rather according to the will and pleasure of God. He knows what we need for our eternal progression better than we do, and so he intervenes in our lives in ways that we might not expect. But if we've turned to the Lord with full purpose of heart and put our trust in him, eventually we will recognize the hand of God in our lives, and we will see how he delivered us from our personal bondage, even if it's not what we might have hoped for. So now Ammon has showed up from Zarahemla, and Limhi immediately recognizes Ammon's arrival as the Lord intervening on behalf of his people. Quote, And now, it came to pass that after Limhi had heard the words of Ammon, he was exceedingly glad, and said, Now I know of a surety that my brethren who are in the land of Zarahemla are yet alive. And now I will rejoice, and on the morrow I will cause that my people shall rejoice also. For behold, we are in bondage to the Lamanites." and are taxed with a tax which is grievous to be borne. And now behold, our brethren will deliver us out of our bondage. End quote. Now, let's understand that it's very unlikely that the arrival of Ammon from Zarahemla was what Limhi had been hoping and praying for all this time. Limhi was born in Lamanite territory, had only ever heard of the Nephites and the land of Zarahemla from his parents, who were only regurgitating the stories that they had heard from their parents. And given that Limhi's father, King Noah, was a wicked man, Limhi probably didn't even learn that much about them. It's probably more likely that Limhi had been hoping for some natural disaster to befall the Lamanites to weaken them, or some disease, or that a more kind-hearted king would take over and release Limhi's people from their bondage. I think a similar thing happens to all of us as we go through challenges. We hope and pray for a solution that may never come to pass, only to have some other solution present itself instead. I was participating in a Zoom Sunday school class this weekend and saw on the screen a family from my church that reminded me a bit of Limhi and his people. The mother in this family is struggling with the disease multiple sclerosis, and it's gotten to the point that it's really impacting their family. Now, I have no doubt that the Lord will deliver her from the bondage of the impact of this disease in some way, since she is super awesome and faithful. But I wonder how the Lord's going to do that. I imagine she wonders the same thing. Perhaps her ideal solution would be to just not have the disease anymore. But since that's not likely, how does the Lord plan to deliver her from bondage? I work with a couple of her sons in the young men's program at church. 
I'm sure the situation is really hard for them. I imagine they wish that their mom's health could just return to normal. So how is the Lord preparing to release these boys from their bondage? Will he use this experience to grow them into the disciples of Christ that he needs? So that in 20 years, when they are asked to minister to another family going through a serious illness, they'll be prepared for that? Will they come to realize that this challenge in their lives helped refine them to become great husbands and fathers in the future? I've already seen that process begin to happen to them over the last couple years as they've grown and become better versions of themselves and grown closer to Christ. The question for us all is whether we have the faith, as Limhi did, to recognize the hand of the Lord when it appears. Now, this leads to another important point when it comes to God intervening in our lives. Ammon has been teaching Limhi about prophets and seers and how the Lord uses others to work miracles. Quote, Thus God has provided a means that man, through faith, might work mighty miracles. Therefore, he becometh a great benefit to his fellow beings. End quote. I think it's probably rare that Heavenly Father waves his magic wand and directly uses his power to change our lives. More often, he works through one of us. He's given us the means and the power through the priesthood, whether we're a man or woman, to work mighty miracles in the lives of those around us. He wants us to build his kingdom here and take care of his children. When I started my job four years ago as chief operating officer of a local community health center, I was making a lot of direct actions myself to improve my medical clinics. But I realized that that wasn't a sustainable approach. I needed to build up my clinic leadership team and give them the authority and means to improve their own clinics so that our little medical kingdom could survive and thrive without my direct intervention. When the coronavirus hit and we had to overnight convert our practice into a telemedicine clinic, all I had to do was have a conference call with my team to discuss the plan, send out an email to all our staff, and then my clinic managers and supervisors took it from there. Heavenly Father operates in the same way, I think. He builds up you and me so that all he has to do is send us inspiration to go do something or help someone, and we can take it from there. So for King Limhi and his people, the Lord had prepared Ammon to intervene in their lives. When Ammon showed up, Limhi immediately recognized the hand of the Lord, even though the solution was very likely different than what Limhi might have been hoping for. So as you and I consider the challenges we're going through, let's be faithful and open-minded so that we can recognize the hand of the Lord in our lives when it happens. But perhaps even more important, as we make the decision to accept the Savior's invitation to follow him today, let's make sure we recognize that a big part of that invitation is to go and work mighty miracles in the lives of Heavenly Father's children. Many of them are waiting for you and me to act. And God has given us the means to do so, so that we can be a great benefit to our fellow beings. Thank you for listening today as we discuss how to recognize the hand of God in our lives and how we can be that hand in the lives of others. If you enjoyed this message, please share this episode now with someone you care about that might also benefit, and I'll see you next time.